0: Plus Live Podcast. We're not here to just talk about the latest trends. We're gonna break through the myths and put some facts on the table. Cause when it comes to real estate, you need to be well informed. So now it's time to get serious and talk market trends. Here we go. Sure enough, we'll go down a rabbit hole and talk about something cool cool that has caught our attention, it's JTM, welcome everybody, to us right
1: in. You're here with JH and Sian, <laughs> your hosts of the Home Life Podcast and...
2: And I did. <laughs>
1: and Sian has just done something terrible. Would you like to tell everybody no, what you I, just I, did?
2: No, I, Look for those people that probably don't see our uh, Facebook page. Crazy if you don't, uh, it will be up there.
1: <laughs> why, don't, why don't you tell everyone the joke you just told me?
2: <laughs> what do you call a Frenchman in, in sandals?
1: What? But I am. I am not going.
2: <laughs> Filofy floppy <laughs>
1: I'll say it again. That was bad, and you should feel bad.
2: <laughs> I don't feel bad because you have got the reaction exactly what I was wanting. God. <laughs> so, hi everyone. How are we? <laughs>
1: if there's anything like me, they just probably just switched off and don't want to do this anymore.
2: That's just you. So, let's uh, let's focus on what we're going to be doing here
1: mm-hmm, tonight. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: this afternoon. Yep. Um. Yep. So. Real estate topic, is Mm. the bubble bursting yet? I have had so many comments on our ads and posts and stuff like that just going, beam, what beam? And, um, you know, you have to, if you're going to be buying in a big market, then you're going to be selling in it. So expect to be selling it, you know, or expect to be buying at what you've just sold it at and I'm just like, but that happens in any market.
1: <laughs> I just realized the painting on the wall behind you. Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm bland.
1: Yeah, it's it's just left 3 a 3M come out there. So what did that fall off or something?
2: Mm, I thought you took it down. No. Oh, that's okay. It's probably the ghost that's been hanging around. That's been trying to get into your whiskey. So yeah, whatever's. Yeah. Whatevs. yeah. Uh, and so then, bubble bursting. All right. So we'll do the bubble bursting. bursting. And then we will be talking about smoking ham because Christmas is just around the corner. Yeah, and let's face it, Mariah's already in all of our shopping centres. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's 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 happened already. Yeah, that's happened already.
2: I think too. We've we've also. I'm chucking this in here, and he's probably going to have a heart attack that I'm doing it. But uh, we will also be having Thanksgiving on Thursday. So we, we got to get the turkey for that. The turkey. I, always, I always
1: enjoy that. Like I always enjoy cooking the turkey. There's something really tasty about a smoked turkey.
2: There is. Yeah. So we could probably even talk about that too.
1: Yeah, I suppose we can. <laughs> I don't remember. I've got the recipe written down, but I don't. I do remember
2: enjoy it. chucking him under the bus where he's eh, not prepared.
1: We're talking smoked meats. It's all good.
2: <laughs> all right. So am I pressing the button or no, are we, you? We
1: don't press that button anymore. Oh, remember?
2: I thought I was doing so well.
1: You look, well, you are because <laughs> you're not pressing the button, which is what you used to do anyway. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you know. Is the bubble bursting? It's a fantastic topic because if we if we go back to 2011, you know, it was just after the GFC. Uh, in fact, it was late 2010 that I that I created Check My House Price, and it was just after the GFC. There was a lot of confusion in the market, much like there is today. And as you say, on the the comments that you get, is what boom and all this kind of stuff, all this you know, wait for the bubble to burst and everything like that. And that's the whole. Motive and reason behind Check My House Prices Free House Price Reports was to provide homeowners with the information they needed to make fully informed decisions about selling their home or staying, right? Should we sell or should we go? Um, should I stay or
0: should I go? <laughs> every <now>? time, every <laughs> time.
1: Uh, and and so that's, you know, we, we launched it throughout Australia nationwide in 2011. We took it to New Zealand in 2016. And, and we've so far helped over 180,000 homeowners across Australia and New Zealand. Uh, with free house price reports and helping them with that decision-making process. Um, So look, in a market like this, there's no better time to go and get a free house price report to make sure you understand exactly what's happening in the market and whether you should sell or should go. Because at the end of the day, that's a decision only you can make. Only you know what's best for you.
2: The other thing too with house price reports is you don't have to be selling in order to get them. It could just be the fact that you're like, oh, well, two two doors up has a similar house like mine. I don't know how much he sold it for but I'd be interested to see what mine's worth.
1: Yeah, look, absolutely. And and I think that's that's there's a valid th- option. Gives you an idea of what Knowledge your replacement cost potentially day. would be. Like, it, there's, yeah, at, at the end of the day, it's about being fully informed and making good decisions yeah. for your property future. And exactly. I, I think that's what we all need to do. That's where we all need to be. Um, and thankfully, you know, what are, what are we now? 2010 launched 2011 nationwide. So we're now 12, nearly 13 years into uh, being able to be that important piece providing those reports for homeowners 13 years in May 13 years in May um, being able to provide those those house price reports for homeowners I'm across Australia and New Zealand I'm just getting whiffs
2: of dinner tonight so I'm, I'm trying to focus
1: yeah it's it's smelling good <laughs> but look is the bubble bursting
2: let's do a recap on those people that haven't been listening so you know or only just Look I mean to if you, if you
1: haven't if you didn't listen to F1 if you've if, only just joined the if podcast you welcome <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Exactly. Thanks for coming along and joining us. Don't beat up on the people that have just joined here. Johnny, Jeez. come
2: late, Lies. You're welcome. No, oh, you are joking. <laughs> don't worry.
1: She treats me like this all the time, too.
2: I love you. I love you. Come back. Come back. Yeah. Um. So we have spoken quite a few times about supply and demand. Mm. Now, who'd have thunk that not building enough houses would have such an effect on demand? Yeah. Or Here's a funny thought. There's a demand for houses. Let's build them.
1: Yeah. And and we're we're building I think Antonio Mercarella mentioned in the press, uh we talked about in the last episode. She said, you know, we're building houses at the same rate we were in the nineteen eighties, and we've got double the our population. our population
2: has not grown uh, yeah, since then.
1: Exactly. We've got we've got double the population now. Um, you know and, and this is the problem, right? Is the bubble bursting? Short answer back of the baseball card, no right well, no, switch off you're done it's you've explained that, that's your answer you, you've explained um, it
2: a few times as to yeah, why but, there's but, no bubble in Australia well, there are,
1: and that's it a bubble is something that is artificially inflated like it's it's got air inside it there's nothing of substance but we have substance in the Australian housing market and the problem with the Australian housing market we is have we people don't taking have supply. Air
2: out of the out of it and everyone's suffocating
1: well and and that's it right the the reserve bank has had one lever yeah in order to uh, try and control the situation, yeah. try and control the the housing situation in Australia. And that lever has, has been very much a, it's, it's been a blunt weapon, for lack yeah. of a better term. And that's interest rates. Um, but we've got to a point where, and we're seeing this more and more, and, and a lot of the people we're talking to on the ground who may have sold in, in, in this market, because prices are great. Prices are still really good. In fact, we covered last step. Every major city has recovered its losses except for uh, uh, Hobart and, and the Northern Territory. Yep. But every other major city has recovered its losses that kicked in when the first interest rate rises hit. Right, So they're all at peak levels. Why are they at peak levels? Because there's not enough houses. Yep. There's more people wanting these houses than there are people. and So the Reserve Bank goes, let's restrict money. Okay, cool. That has a flow-on effect, though. Because what that means yeah, is then people those people go into buy. the rental market because they can't buy, or they stay in the rental market, which drives rent prices up because the underlying problem is we don't have enough houses.
2: And then what happens with that? You've got the people who could potentially be buying houses are now stuck in the rental market because they're like, well, we can't go and borrow because we need to have something, I- we need to have some sort of nest egg, yep. so to speak.
0: But
1: that doesn't alleviate the stress nice. because investors, smart investors buy on a spreadsheet. So what happens is the rents go up. They hit a point where it makes sense for the smart investors to borrow against equity and so forth. The bank will loan against equity. So the smart investors go and buy properties to put... Rental people in there, and the and the cycle just becomes vicious. Thing, it's a, it's a but circle. Th- but the thing interest is, interest rates true, go up. The investors, st-
2: not all investors, actually want to go in and do new builds.
1: No, and, and they don't, and and we understand But as a general overall scope, like a th- bird bird, or bird's eye uh, view. Yeah, got it. Bird's eye view. That's typically the cycle and, and what's happening. The problem is we're putting not putting enough new stock in there to alleviate the upward pressure. So this is not a bubble. Yeah. Right. It cannot be a bubble. This is the core fundamental principle of economics that is supply and demand.
2: If you have too much supply, prices come down because we want to get people in there. If you have too much demand and not enough supply, that's when economics need to come in and start to really like adjust things. Well, because we need what to incentivize increasing yeah, supply because this, is, this is, is a basic
1: need. It's shelter.
2: Well, it's basic economics yeah. because if you keep on going, oh, we'll get demand, get demand, get demand, and you've got the supply sitting down here, what happens?
1: Price drives up because the demand. Pric-
2: price drives up, <laughs> but guess what happens? People who are going, I can't find a house for my family. I have nowhere to live screw this, I'm out. I'll go and find somewhere else to live.
1: But that's not happening. And that's the key point, right? If you look at those numbers we discussed last week, looking at the rule, and I think I've still got them on the desk. Oh
2: uh, Yeah, the, the immigration. I- is,
1: immigration. Yeah. Right.
2: But, but what I'm saying is it can get to that point where if people are going, there's nowhere for me to live. Okay.
1: Here we go. Here we go. No, I no, no, no.
2: will go and live somewhere but else. that's and
1: and that's the point we're at right now, and they're not doing it, and that is the problem because in, they they can't because if they were to move out f- further, their jobs won't allow them to in a lot of cases or they've got to commute a lot longer. No, what I'm saying a is a population for people to will go back. leave.
2: It's not about it's not about staying within Australia. I'm talking about immigrants will just go there's nowhere to actually live here, so we we're we going to go find somewhere else to live. We'll find yeah. a different country Look, to go and that's, live that's in. That's a way to There's there's got to be significantly more pressure. Yeah. No.
1: It doesn't mean immigration comes down. It means that people leave, but a lot of the people that are struggling, they they can't afford to move countries. It's an expensive endeavor to move countries it is Ryan. but at the same but time you, it's do i there, there's go a better a
2: short do i go short time and try and find somewhere else to live because let's face it australia is also one of the heaviest taxed countries i think we're the
1: seventh most taxed yeah. no 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 sorry i think we're the sixth most taxed
2: and yet we have and then you go and have a look at how many other like the population we of have, those we other have the
1: 55th highest population we have the seventh largest landmass and we are the sixth most taxed. Yes, I think it is.
2: So yep. when you look at that, that is crazy.
1: Go and google that taxing one. We might be actually the fourth. I can't remember exactly. It's a it's a stat I looked up a while back. So don't But don't you, ha- on you
2: have a look at it. That just doesn't make any sense. All right.
1: So here's moving moving internationally. That's a monumental right. challenge. We've we've talked about that. We've talked about the risks. We've talked about the costs. It's something you do when you've got cash in the bank. But if you've got cash in the bank, you can enter the property market. Like, if you've got the kind of cash in the bank to move internationally, you've got the kind of cash to buy property in Australia, right? Just probably not where you want to, depending on that. But there are opportunities in the market, and it's not...
2: <laughs> Sorry. I just read something from the treasury.gov.au. Yeah. Oh, God. Australia has relatively low average and marginal tax rates at low income levels, but relatively high marginal rates at high income levels.
1: Yeah, that's nice. (laughs) That that, that sounds like a whole lot of marketing spin. Look, there are opportunities.
2: Oh, they're calling us very progressive.
1: I'm sorry, we still have stamp duty that's a tax that has been Ah, in place for over a 1,000 years.
2: This is coming from the Treasury. We are progressive.
1: No, we're really not. We're
2: progressively highly and highly taxed.
1: Yeah, yeah, happy days. Um, That that sounds like the Canberra bubble. All right, let's look at the opportunities. All right, we discussed last week all capital cities had regained except for Hobart, Darwin, ACT. No one cares about ACT. Um, Where growth hasn't returned has been in the non-major cities, non-capital city areas. There are cities that you can go to. So in New South Wales, they're still down 1.6% from their peak last year. Uh, Victoria's down 4.37% from its peak last year. Uh, South Australia's down 0.3%. There's still good value in South Australia. There is absolutely opportunity there. Uh, Tasmania down 1.21%. WA has actually been on the rise. We discussed this last week. They're at their peak. Queensland's at its peak. so there's opportunities to move further out and it, obviously this depends on your work and what your transit and, and commuting needs are with regards to your work but there are still some good properties and some a fair few good properties out further and if you start getting away from the capital cities there's still value to be had. Um, so it might be time to look for that transfer, look at relocating and and moving out into those areas and there's a lot of there's a lot of benefit to moving to more regional cities and towns. They often have similar facilities and Especially a, better life, a better lifestyle. And, and I
2: can't and say better facilities.
1: Some of them like do. I, I like dis- Mackay, Mackay, Harvey Bay, they're all fairly well...
2: Yes, but what you have to remember is that Mackay does also have a large FIFO yeah. population, right? So even though the, technically speaking it is regional... When, like, regional, yes. But that's
1: my point. There's opportunities in these places.
2: Yeah. But you still have to remember that there is still a lot of rural that's near Mackay, and the facilities, like, even in, let's say, um, Tasmania, Launceston, Mm. they've got a decent-sized hospital there. But when it comes to actually seeing a doctor... Oh, it's a struggle. You're better off just flying to Melbourne.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so, a struggle. There's some long well, waiting lists that's, in
2: Tessie. That's if you go through the public system. Yeah. Thankfully, I have private health. Yeah. yeah. I'm not in Launceston, though. Yes, <laughs> and that's it. Uh, but then you do have other places like, okay, uh, Boona, that's mm-hmm. 40 minutes from Ipswich. Yep. It does have a hospital there. Yep. But it's only a, it's more like a satellite hospital. So yeah, but a satellite
1: hospital is going to take be able to take care of ninety percent of your issues.
2: No, not when you normally have a higher percentage of elderly people.
0: Yeah,
1: but I'm not talking to the elderly right now. I'm talking those who are struggling to buy a house, and most of the elderly, uh, and uh, boomers, and. Generally. Oh,
2: boomers. boomers! Well, aren't we oh. going to get something?
1: <laughs> oh, look, they are, and and to be honest, like they they were able to buy a house when the average house was twenty
2: three thousand know, dollars.
1: Where, yeah, where, where, where um, you know, your your annual mortgage repayments were only, well actually, sorry, the price of a house was only four times your annual wage. Yeah, you know, it's now something like. But then 13 they were times. saying
2: that that you know, when it came to the mortgage, the interest rate on mortgages was like. 17%. Oh no.
1: Give me 17% on a twenty-three thousand dollar mortgage.
2: Yeah, but the income itself was actually lower as well.
1: Yeah, but not by as much that's the point that I'm making. It's now the the latest study shows that you need to the, the house you're buying is thirteen times what your annual the average annual wages.
2: Yeah, right. So it's right? gonna take then, you. Back then yeah. it
1: was four times. And that's my point. The difference between the annual wage and the actual price of the house,
2: there's so much I want to say, but I can't yeah. because I'm like, I don't want, I don't want meepers. <laughs> I don't ah. want to deal with meepers. Meepers are great
1: for the Facebook algorithm. <laughs> great, meep away, meep away, everybody meep away.
2: So okay, so yeah, look. look so you're saying, look going move further out, out. Move go, out, go further
1: out. Look at look at what your flex work like. If you've got flexi work capability and things like that, look for your you work from home. Like, if you can cut your work in the office down by two days a week, and so you're only driving in three days a week. I'm not and winking
2: at you. My makeup's <laughs> over, hurting my eyeballs. O-
1: overall, you're driving less time and, and that sort of thing over the course of the week and spending less on fuel and, uh, and transport and that. Um, maybe you can make that work. Yeah. Look at look at the flexible options because there are some fantastic opportunities as we start to get out and get further out from the capital cities. The,
2: the other thing too that I'm finding really space that, that I'm finding I, really interesting is the amount of research that's going into um, workplaces yeah. and especially after COVID, uh, they are doing a lot more research into having the option and having it as a real option. For people who, you know, have kids who need to do the, you know, coming, like going and picking up kids from school, dropping them off, everything like that, where they're like, okay, instead of having to go and drop them off at kindy in order to get to work, how about, you know, whatever, however many days that you're needing to do that, that you actually work from home And having that as an actual option so that they can go, hold on, all right, so from four until six, all right, you're doing family stuff. And and then from seven to, let's say, ten, you can make those three hours. If that's what you want to do, do it. If you want to get up at 6 a.m. and work through until seven and then do a couple of two hours when you can, there is a lot more evidence to show that – People having those breaks in the day where they can focus on what they need to in the family situation, they actually get a better productivity
1: from yeah, that the, the employee. And, and while I agree with the research, because that's exactly how we operate. Yeah. And, and so I see it from you, you know, what I brought you into my and all that sort of stuff, yeah. we saw the exact, it took a bit to adjust to, yeah. but we saw it. But uh, look, maybe I'm a cynic. But the research isn't going to mean Jack because the media is talking about get back in the office, get back in the office, get back in the office. To Bosses are demanding you go back to the office. Yep. So there's, there's a real challenge, there's some, I think.
2: There's some, there's some bosses out there that, you know, it, uh, quite honestly, there would probably be a lot more, less people going, look, Sunny Susan is really starting to take it out of me. Can I not work near her? And all of those types of things that you get in the workplace.
1: Yeah, and, and I get that, but that's a HR problem. It's not like... I hate to say this out loud, but, but HR the media, the media has far too much influence in the day-to-day lives media. of Australians.
2: Hold on, we uh, work on social media. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but
1: but the fact that, you know, these headlines are starting to pump out of get back into the office, get back into the office, you know, I'm come back to have the have office, lose your job, whatever. I'm going to drink all in All these the sorts office. of things. Um, uh, yeah, I... I <laughs> I don't, don't agree with it? I, yeah. I don't agree with it, but I also, you know, as, as a company founder of that, my, my attitude has always been I pay for results. I'm, I'm not going to pay you for your time. I'm going to pay you for your results, and I'll pay you well for your results. And if you manage to get those results done in two hours when the budget allotment would be the equivalent to, say, eight hours, then you win because mm. I've already budgeted that off of that um, off of that payment, Yeah. right, we're going to go and make X amount of profit.
2: It does take a certain personality, I have found. Because there oh, is look, some you've, you've people who've got to be self motivated will you've got to milk that us, and be like,
1: yeah. I stub, but they don't last I stub, long. stub
2: my toe so I can't do it. Yeah. Um, so
1: I don't get the results, so you don't get paid. Like yeah. and, and so they don't they don't last long. Yeah. In in my experience. Um, it it's very much a case of like it I think it simplifies things too, because if it costs X amount of dollars to create Y solution. I can charge an amount for Y that is above X, Mm. right? That cost of X is materials, it's cost of staff, all that sort of stuff. So if I just simplify it and go, hey, I need Y solution, I'm going to pay X to do it. And I make my money on that solution. I genuinely don't care if you got the solution created
2: Mm.
1: in significantly less time than what I planned and budgeted for. In fact, I'll celebrate that. And the reward is is that you're getting paid that anyway. But the flip side of that is if it takes longer, I'm not paying extra. I'm paying for the result. Yeah. Right. So you should have
2: pulled your finger out and got it done. Exactly. So it it, it comes or negotiated.
1: But anyway, we are way off track. We are. We are way off track. Um, rabbit hole. But so, now we're
2: going to go into the JTM, which is the actual rabbit yes, hole segment. But, uh, I think
1: just to wrap up what what I would say, what I would absolutely say this is... This is what happens when I have a drink. Have have a discussion. <laughs> so look at your work arrangement. See if you can get the flexibility. Um, run the numbers. See if it's worthwhile. Like if you can increase the amount of time you work from home into the office and it costs less than that. Look look at these areas that are further out because there is some value there still in the current market and, and they still increase in value. It's not like they they plummet um, I mean obviously there are some ghost towns around but I'm talking about you know as we go a little bit further out um, there is value there and there's still the facilities like don't go and pick somewhere that's a one horse town kind of deal like look for somewhere that does have all the facilities Why, you would oh I absolutely would but would. I don't like people <laughs> I want the silence meanwhile I'm not even sure I like the family. horse right now and um, on that
2: note let's, let's go to a JTM me do a JTM
0: let's see rabbit holes we're going down in this episode it's time for jtm it's j thought moment it might be drinking whiskey what work, smoking meat, podcasting story writing treasure hunting you name it With really grinds my gears and you playing tv shows as you can see nothing's off limit it's jtm j thought moment jtm what will be his next shiny object jtm it's time for this week's j thought moment
1: I couldn't keep wearing the headphones; they kept crackling in my ears. I think we need new headphones.
2: No, you need new headphones. I use mine. Mine love me.
1: I don't know. I think mine have been. Maybe track. it's just
2: your big head.
1: Could be. Could be. It could just be my ears too. I might need new.
2: So smoking ham, smoking ham, and smoking turkey.
1: Mmm. There's something awesome about a smoked ham, like and and. So for us, like for me, this was a tradition. Dad always did the ham. He did the Christmas ham. Yes. Why are you tapping?
2: Because <laughs> it was itchy, and I don't want to <laughs> scratch because it'll because my spack filler will come off.
1: <laughs> this is why I just rock up. It's like right now I need to go and see the barber and get trimmed up. I'm starting to look a bit homeless, but I'm like, there's no makeup. It's just rock up and talk.
2: I love it how men say that. Just rock up and talk. Meanwhile, yeah. look.
1: Hey, I never put any pressure on you to do the makeup. You, you.
2: I never said that you did. No, I know. Calm but I'm, down. I'm just saying. I'm saying. Plus, but you. then there was also a little bug that was flying around. So, oh, anyway, so smoking smoking ham and smoking turkey.
0: Yeah.
1: So, so, I learned to smoke ham a few Christmases ago where, like, uh, we first got the smoker. And the best thing about it is, is you can get the hams from Woolies or from IGA or whatever that well, are already you, smoked once.
2: You got the you got the pork, didn't you? And you did it that no, way. no. So that was
1: curing ham. Uh. So I did that later. The first one that I start started with was um I'd, I'd going just buy the hams that were already they were already pre smoked, pre cured, all that sort of stuff in the vacuum bags that you you know you get from um IGA or Woolies or Coles, whatever. And then we would you'd cut the skin off, and then of course you'd give them seasoning and basting and all of that amazing stuff, mm. and you put them excuse me, put them in the smoker and you'd essentially create that cooked ham, much like everybody does in the oven at Christmas and things like that, but you would get so much more smokiness into it. Yeah. And you could use things, like you'd get maple syrup and honeys and apple juice and all of these beautiful flavours. And, and you tried
2: to kill yourself. Wasn't it that one?
1: Huh? Where I've got no idea <laughs> what you're talking about.
2: Where it popped, the juice lid popped off. Oh no, that was
1: jerky. Oh no, that was jerky. We'll talk about jerky. Yeah, no, that was that was uh, using apple and ginger jerky, Uh, apple and ginger juice as a base for jerky, and leaving it sitting in the fridge for months. And then I went. It wasn't months. Or however long it was, but it was
2: enough that it expanded. But that's what happens when you've got mother of ginger sitting at the bottom.
1: And then I went to take the lid off, and it literally just exploded, shot me in the stomach, and then (laughs) it
2: made a hole. Well, not a hole. It made a dent in the roof in the ceiling it scared the shit out of me. Cause I was in bed fast yeah. asleep. And then I hear this kaboom.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was, was funny. That almost um, was funny.
2: As, especially since, you know, you actually injured yourself. Oh, by it, was, opening it, was,
1: it, was, it was,
2: he injured it, himself by but, ob- <laughs> opening up
1: a bottle of There juice. was no injury. It was just a red mark. It did. It bruised. No, it did not.
2: It did. It had a, a,
1: a little red mark there. No, just stay there, there for a couple days. There was of a little days.
2: bruise there too, because I was like, "What's that?" And you're like, "I don't know." And then you were like, "Hold on, that's from the juice bottle." <laughs> bottle. I top. Don't remember
1: that. But smoking ham at Christmas is awesome.
2: I, I I don't know. Is it an English thing?
1: Do you know actually? The origins of ham were no, not. That's the reason
2: pork. why I'm saying is it the, the
1: English? <laughs> the English used to. I don't. I don't think it is an English thing. But I know that uh, they used to cure. Lamb and venison, yeah, and just about every other meat, and turn it into ham, and you'd have it with breakfast. Like you'd have a lamb ham for breakfast, <laughs> Um and then later it, it became pork, and pork was the one that took off. But yeah, they they used to well, cure I knew that,
2: Yeah, I know that they would put it, things in brine because mm. it was a way of keeping it. Because well,
1: they'd never. And then they would have
2: yeah. yeah, and then they would also have salt bar salt baths yeah as yeah. well for them.
1: Yeah. Um,
2: but then yes, so. I had also, so in this household, I am quarter American, my dad's half, my grandfather was from Michigan, Um, so shout out to Michigan peeps, Um, and so I had decided... Last year, I think it was. Yeah. So many people were going. This is ridiculous. It's Americanized Australia. Blah blah blah. Well, you know what? I'm third generation Americanized. <laughs> so <laughs> whatevs. Um, yeah. So my my grandmother grew up out, uh, Boonaway, um, and yeah dad was born here in australia i clearly was born here in australia but i just thought screw it let's start doing the american stuff since it's part of my heritage and so last year we had our first thanksgiving dinner and we had the turkey which you had done in the smoker yep and it was delicious it was amazing
1: it was incredible you found a recipe Actually, I need to go and pull that out. So, we can so show the people.
2: normally I don't like turkey and chicken purely because when you roast it, a lot of the time it comes out really dry and gross. But this one that we found where it was... Get my recipe book. <laughs> where it was... Basting, I think it was basting like for the first couple of hours every okay. 20 minutes or something like that. I knew that it was pretty religious when it came to the basting, but oh my God,
1: it so, was so divine. So this one's called Juicy Roast Turkey from Recipe Tin Eats is the website. So it's Recipe recipe10eats.com and it's Genius Easy Juicy Roast Turkey Dry Brind. So the, the difference with the dry brine, of course, is that you essentially coat it with herbs and spices, and the herbs and spices do the brining as opposed to soaking yeah. it in liquid. Um, and it is amazing. It's a little bit involved. It is a little bit involved because you need to start it two days before you actually cook it. Yes. Right, so with the turkey. Um, I'll come back to the ham. I've got a ham recipe here for you as well. But um, So you start two days before, so you create your dry brine rub, which is two and a half table, uh, tablespoons of salt. Uh two teaspoons dried thyme or other herb of choice, teaspoon of we can
2: just put this up
1: paprika, as well. sweet or ordinary, uh, teaspoon of garlic powder and half a teaspoon of black pepper. So you grab all that up, you pat the turkey dry, you then coat it with all of these uh the the dry, dry brine rub. Um and give it a and you also sprinkle some salt onto the inside of it, and then you effectively wrap it in wrap yeah right and then it's going to sit in the fridge um you know for a couple of days yeah right um so yeah it's then of course you go and you cook it um you add some more bits and pieces for your roasting and all that sort of stuff and you're smoking and yeah and it works out Absolutely. It was um,
2: it was amazing. Incredible. It was so good. And like I said, I normally don't do turkey and chicken mm. roast because it's just normally really dry. But that was really really good. And I can say that the Christmas.
1: Oh, well, she's sh- going <sighs> to sneeze! No, a yawn. A no, yawn. Goodness me! I know. Where's right? your manners?
2: <laughs> That's the reason why I p- you didn't have to bring everyone's attention to it.
1: You were in the middle of a sentence.
2: I know, but we could have just cut it. But no, 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 we don't we don't, no.
1: Cut. we don't cut.
2: But the Christmas hams that he has done, again, it'll pass.
1: <laughs> uh, remember, we- that, remember that first one that first year? Where I had like six hams in the lead up between I, this, between November twentieth,
2: I love and, ham. And The sixth of is,
1: January we had like eight hams. There
2: is nothing better than ham off the bone on fresh bread, salad. Like it's just the epitome of summer. But there's a simple thing called <laughs> ham, too much. ham tummy.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: It's sort of like barley when, belly.
1: When, when you have too much ham.
2: And yeah, like yeah. It, it's not good. And when you go through, how many kilos, Jay?
1: So that was that was Christmas 2020 into January 2021. So it was November 20th is when I first got the smoker through November 20, 2020 into January 2021. So in that like seven weeks, I think... Think we would have consumed because don't forget too that Christmas I got the massive like eleven kilo whole leg. Yeah, ham. Yeah, I
2: remember that.
1: Um, so I think in that window we went through somewhere in the vicinity of about thirty kilos worth of ham.
2: And now you understand as to why I go no, <laughs> step away from the hams.
1: No, you don't. By the I, time, I, by I the time, so by the time Christmas I comes can around, see in
2: his eyes, he's like, "Let's do this." hams hello hams
1: by the time christmas comes around you're ready for a ham again
2: yeah but not 30 kilos of it oh no i don't
1: think we'll ever do 30 kilos yet <laughs> even i was hammed out after 30 kilos of ham in the space of like seven eight weeks that was that was a lot of damn ham. that
2: was a lot of damn ham
1: that was a lot of ham but uh here we go so ingredients you need for twice smoked ham so you just grab your ham they, they say 1.8 pound spirals like pfft whatever that's all very Americanized this recipe is on Hay grill Hay, so haygrillhay.com. grill uh, the recipe is called twice smoked ham with brown sugar honey glaze and it is absolutely incredible make sure that you do take the skin off the ham so just peel that back um, leave as much ham on uh, sorry leave as much fat on the on the ham as you possibly can just take the skin off um, and your quick ingredients obviously search this up on Hay hey grill Hay, uh, but your ingredients give you an idea. obviously your ham, uh, so eight pound. Sorry, an eight pound spiraled ham, so that's roughly three and a half kilo. Uh, one cup of chicken stock, brown sugar, honey, Dijon mustard, Worcestershire sauce, ground cinnamon, ground ginger, and they've also got a signature sweet rub that they'll teach you how to make as well, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so smoke, smoke the ham, braise it. it with smoke a liquid. It. And you know, then glaze it with your brown sugar and honey, and give it a quick blast, a bit of flame broil to uh to glaze the or set the glaze, crisp it up, whatever caramel so, caramelizes the word I'm looking for.
2: Water boils, smoke rails.
1: broils. Broils. Oh uh, no 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 that's no no, no you, you basically uh smash it with heat and flame in that particular, like in a smoker, like in my pit boss, I'll just open up and I'll go bang. And because you, you're essentially trying to superheat it so that it caramelises all of the stickiness on the outside. And that's what creates those beautiful little square. I think you just missed blobs. what I was saying. Probably did, but <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Nothing goes over my head I'm too fast. I'll catch it. You get a button right then. When you want to be a Saki shit, you get the button right. But when it's time to do your job, you've got no idea what button.
2: <laughs> what am I doing here again?
1: <laughs> I'm so it's...
2: blessed that you love me.
1: <laughs> That's it for this week. We'll catch you next week. What are we talking about next week? Let's, let's uh, give everyone a bit of a preview. What are, what are we talking about next this week?
2: This means that I need to be organized.
1: I feel like saying, well, duh. You're, you're meant to be the organized one. What's going on here? I found it. Found it. Yeah. Tricks to selling in January and a road trip update because of course when next week's episode goes to air Tom and I'll be on our road trip to Adelaide. So that should be good fun.
2: Yeah, I'll just stay here.
1: Yeah, cool. Thanks for that. Peace out. <laughs>